Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew. Shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Swanee's. Clear your closet and get ready to upgrade your fall golf wardrobe over at swannies.co using the promo code SCREWS25. At swannies.co using the promo code SCREWS25. Celebrate Paris. Patty, the hardest get at uh, Club Champion Media. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going good. Thanks for joining and, us. Uh, man. No worries. It's it's definitely we've been talking about it for a couple months now. So yeah, I'm glad we could do it. I'm, I'm we were excited. supposed to we were supposed to play some golf this year. I was only out at TPC once, just to to caddy this year. But you're you're still there. Yeah, you're still playing there. Uh, I actually joined North Halton this year. Um, okay, just to get a little bit more of that sort of private feel. And I've been at TPC for for a long time. It's where I started in the golf industry. That was my first job. So. Um, quite literally a stone throw away from the front door but yeah so it was uh it was good i probably still got out and played tpc four or five times this year oh yeah um, they have no membership now yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. With, you know uh, uh you know spagnoli anthony spagnoli he's he was over there at, at uh he was over there at what tpc there? he was just uh he just plays a lot he does like the rankings for the score golf and golf digest Oh, you know what? I do know him. He's, yeah. he's a customer of ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is. He's this tall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Maybe. he's a uh, he's a customer of um, Dino's for sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, how was the experience at North Halton? It's it's funny you say that because I'm kind of thinking about going to a private club next year too. So I'm I'm uh, kind of curious. Anybody who's kind of made the change recently? How how was it? Yeah, it was good. Um, it was a place where there's been a couple a couple of clients of mine that have, you know, been there and I've heard really good things about it. It's somewhere that's not too, I don't like the whole sort of snobby, let's say like old school golf club, yeah. you know, type stuff um, where you have to wear a jacket for dinner and, and stuff like that. Um, just not my cup of tea. I'd rather just show up, be able to put a ball on the ground and, and go and play 18 holes. Um, and it's, it's a good golf course, you know, it caps out, 66 6700 yards not the longest but if you can't putt like like me then you're uh you're gonna struggle to shoot well that's for sure it looks nice man what's with all these trees though there's so many trees there and bryser and i'd be in a lot of trouble here yeah i wouldn't do well there yeah <laughs> i haven't even seen it or heard of it but yeah, i heard there's at, a lot of trees so look at these trees man there's way oh, yeah, too I'm many scared. trees for golf Way too many. Yeah, that's kind of my concern next year. Is I was a looking driver at, wouldn't even come out of my bag. I was, yeah, I was looking at Oshawa, and I'm going to be playing two iron off the tee a lot. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of on my mind too. Same same type of thing. Just don't want it to be too stuffy or anything like that. I want to be able to enjoy the game. And if I'm running late, want to run over there after work or something like that. Want to feel uh, feel like I can do that too, right? So, but um, Patty, I uh, I got some advice from from your mentor today. Um, oh, <laughs> no, I won't start it off that way. I won't start it off that way. I wouldn't do that to you, but, but, um, is oh, yeah, this your, I know what you're talking about, so. yeah, is this your first pod? Is it? It is. It is, it is man. Yeah. Bryce, we got another one. We love it, man. We got, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Also, Bryce still on mute, but, um, 
It's uh yeah, he just said to uh to give you the gears a little bit. You might be uh you might be a little bit nervous, but we've started off well here, man. Really good. We try to make it we try to make it pretty simple on our guests. We yeah it's uh it's pretty organic, pretty cool, pretty clean for us. We just like to talk some golf and stuff. So um one thing I did want to ask you about, I was doing a little bit of research on your page earlier. So you were um obviously a professional club fitter at uh, Club Champion Canada. So club mm-hmm. so I don't know if you've been seen on the channel a little bit. I think you were on there one time. I think I remember seeing you there one time. But what's a washed-up weekend warrior? How do you get to a point of being a washed-up weekend warrior? Um, I would say playing junior golf, I was never never to the elite level where, you know, playing in, like, provincial championships or yeah, national yeah. championships or Team Ontario, Team Canada. So I would say my whole junior career, I was a weekend warrior. Um, where, you know, I could go out and I'd have a, a pretty continuous handicap and I'd be able to shoot, you know, a couple over par here and there. And a bad round versus a good round would be four or five shots of a difference where now I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm officially washed up where I can, <laughs> I can go out and I'd say 60% of the time I, I maintain, you know, that I'd say I'm a four handicap. But there's some people out there that it's a little bit less, and sometimes it feels like I'm a ten. So, um, I hear yeah, that. I try and play, try and play as much as I can, but I get out probably thirty to thirty-five times a year now. So I didn't realize yeah, we got pretty much my. You pretty much just summed up my golf game. Yeah, I didn't that's realize it. we got below a washed up uh, or like a weekend warrior. I thought that was as low as we went because I referred to myself <laughs> a couple weeks ago as a weekend warrior standing over like an eight foot slider thinking I might hit an eight foot pa- or eight feet pass. So, but uh, yeah, we're there. So, all right, pa- Patty, we're uh, we're into it here. So Patty Burke, professional club fitter with Club Champion Canada. Can you give us an idea who's Patty? Doesn't have to be all golf related. Just give us a little synopsis of who you are, or a little idea of who you are, what you do at Club, uh, club Champion. Uh, yeah. Um, started with the company three years ago um, when it was TXG as a college intern, co-op student type thing from Humber College. Um, right before COVID hit, actually. Got hired just doing you know some random stuff in the back. I had always been sort of interested in maybe not necessarily working in pro shops or folding t-shirts and doing that sort of stuff for the golf industry, but working in, in clubs and equipment. Um, but I had no idea what fitting was like. So once I started at TXG, um, obviously great group of guys that you guys know and really fell in love with the whole idea of being able to help golfers. Me in particular, the best thing it was, was junior golfers. Um, one of my first fits, six months into it, uh, she's still a client to this day, but was a, a really young, up-and-coming junior golfer. Uh, and I just thought it was so cool that it wasn't something I necessarily did when I was playing junior golf, but to be able to see, you know, 13, 14-year-old kids starting to get custom fit nowadays and see their game, you know, changing over time. And now I've been there three years and she comes back every year and you know, she just signed to a Division One school now, and, and there's more and more of uh, players like her coming through from the same coach. And so I, I do enjoy working with the junior players for that aspect of it. Name a better feeling than buying something you know you can take and wear anywhere. Money spent on quality products is money well spent, even more so when that purchase shows the same versatility 
as that fake laugh at your boss's dinner party. Why would you spend a fortune on clothes? You'll only wear to the golf course when you could buy gear that belongs in any situation. Obviously, we'd all love to be playing 36 this weekend instead of the dreaded farmer's market or baby shower or whatever else you need to do, but that doesn't mean you need a change of clothes. Swannies is your go-to from work to golf to golf to work to baby shower to farmer's market to work to golf and everything else in between. Screws25 at swannies.co. Screws25 at swannies.co. 25% off. Enjoy. I ended up leaving school when COVID happened um, by by luck, honestly. Um, you know, found a good gig at, at TXG, our club champion now, um, and did a bit of everything in the beginning from, you know, in the back cleaning clubs to some customer service stuff. And then during COVID actually uh, moved to more sort of the social media side of things. So, that's when I was probably seen on the channel a little bit in the background and some of the on-course videos, that sort of stuff. But once we sort of reopened after COVID over the last, I'd say, 18 to 20 months that we have been sort of back since that, that June, um, it's been sort of full-time fitting, you know, 100% right. dedicated to the Bay. And yeah. So when you when you went to, uh, sorry, Bryce, I didn't know if you're going to jump in there, but when you went to college, Good. were mm-hmm. you... Like you went for like, is it still PGM pro golf management? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Is, is that the course that you had taken? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, was that, did you know what you wanted to do? Did you want to just kind of get your feet wet and like the golf industry, see where it took you or were you looking for anything specific? It doesn't sound like it was, it was fitting, right? No, definitely. Definitely wasn't fitting. Um, I wanted to be a, a top coach. I wanted to be um, a golf coach and, I got probably still a junior coach on it, but like, a, you know, an elite level coach helping kids make it to, to division one colleges and that sort of stuff. Um, and the summer before I went to, I went to college, I started sort of fitting on the, or not fitting, but giving lessons on the side and that sort of stuff and realized that it kind of got, you know, a little tedious and I'd probably have to put a lot more hours into it than, you know, I thought, what I thought just the experience right. I had of, you know, getting, getting lessons in the, in the past, I'd be able to, you know, put that knowledge on other people. So it was very, it was a very raw sort of idea that I had. Um, but I knew since a very young age that, yeah, the golf industry was going to be sort of the place for me. And I've always thought, you know, it's an industry that you can, you can take over, you know, there's that, old stereotype that, you know, you don't make a lot of money in the golf industry, but I think if you, uh, in any industry, if you can, you know, really, really dedicate yourself to it, there's, there's tons of opportunities out there. Well, I think it's cool too. Like, yeah, I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, but, uh, how you, how you have the junior golfers and you can kind of grow with them, right? Like you said, she came back every year. It's like, you, it's cool to see her grow every year and get better and better and her swing change and all that. And it's almost like being a coach where it's like, you're not teaching them, but essentially you're teaching them what clubs they need to use. So I think that's kind of a cool correlation there of you wanting to be a coach and then now just teaching kids in a different way, essentially. Yeah. And I think, uh, a really cool part about it is like you do get to, you know, have this relationship with, with all these coaches, right. Um, mm-hmm. From junior coaches to, 
you know, top coaches that have some guys on PGA Tour. Um, and it becomes kind of like a, a yin and yang thing of, okay, this is what we did in the fit. Does this correlate with what you're teaching them? Does this correlate with, you know, their sort of two-month plan or three-month plan of getting their game into the right spot? You know, is it the right time for a fitting or should we kind of grind it out a bit right now through the through the trenches of a, of a swing change and then there'll be the benefits of custom clubs or, you know, can we, can we correlate to make this work, you know, sort of side by side. Patty, was there a time, so I kind of want to take it back to when you started back with TXG. So you, you're doing your college internship. You said you were doing a little bit of everything at the, at that period of time, which I've done the same thing. I've done apprenticeship. So I know it's like, you kind of bounce around all the different things. And mm -hmm. was there a time where you're, where you kind of like, were you almost shocked that you were interested in club fitting or was there a time where you're like, okay, like, I think this is like, this is where I want to take it. Yeah. I think I was just, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not a great student. I'll be honest. Um, so I think when I had the, uh, the chance to be at, you know, at TXG and it was right at the point where the sort of Mrs. Saga studio was, you know, it was, it was designed as a fulfillment studio at first. And then as we were getting busier and busier, we put two bays in there and um, Mikey and Ian were fitting out of there. But then their schedules were getting busier and busier just because the company was growing so fast. Uh, and I just said to them, like, listen, I know absolutely nothing about club fitting other than from what I've seen you guys do when I walk past and, you know, looking at, at certain shaft lengths. And literally that's, that's, that's all I knew was different shaft lengths, lost and lies, couldn't tell you what they meant, couldn't tell you anything about them. Um, and and really just sort of stuck by Mikey and Ian's side through probably three, four months of it. Um, and it probably wasn't until I started doing it for about six months, you know, full time before I was like, okay, this is, yeah, I, I could see myself doing this for for a while for sure. What was your um, What was your first fitting like? When you had somebody come in, in the bay. Yeah, were you nervous? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Do you remember it? I was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was still, I was very young. At, I mean, I'm still young. I'm only 22. So when I first started with the company, um, you know, I was 19 years old. And there's a lot of people who, when they were coming in for fittings and, you know, they're, you know, expected to get a high level yeah. sort of fitting and then a high level experience, that sort of stuff. And they're faced with a 19 year old kid. It kind of throws them off a little bit. And um, so that, that was definitely playing more nerves until I think I felt confident in terms of, you know, what I knew and of heads and shafts and that sort of stuff, but it right. was how to interact with customers that, you know, came in and didn't open their eyes at a 19 year old kid. And, um, I still remember one customer when I was six months into it, he came in for a full bag fit and turned and walked right back out the door when he found out I was 19 years old. Um, and that was just kind of like, you know, a shock to, he didn't even want to want to see what, you know, what I could do and she didn't go through the experience. Um, so there was definitely the nerves of that, but yeah, at first there was a whole lot of, you know, sticking to what you know in terms of pulling certain shafts, you know, how they kick points and, and heads and stuff like that. But um, thankfully, we I shadowed Mike and Ian for uh, for a long enough time before kind of getting 
thrown into the fire. And um, so it wasn't, wasn't too nerve wracking. It wasn't too bad. That's for sure. Well, we've talked to Mikey a few times, like usually we'll come on when there's like uh like when we're previewing the clubs for the following year or whatever it may be. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mikey's a young guy too. He's younger. He's a little bit older than Bryce maybe. And, and like the amount of knowledge that he has is, deeper than almost yeah. anybody in the industry. It's really impressive, right? Crazy. So we don't need to talk about this and talk about Mike. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't need this, uh, this extra. I know. We can't, yeah. we can't pump his tires yeah, too he much. Does, he doesn't need it. Yeah, he will not be able to get it, through the door for I work. Know, I know. Exactly. But you know, it's just like, it's really impressive that he's been able to develop, but he has Ian as well. Obviously a lot of that training is probably coming from Ian too. Um, and just like you guys obviously have players coming from all over the world to trust yeah. the TXG yeah, brand or the club champion media brand, you know, mm-hmm. which is, which is cool. So to see somebody kind of come in the door, knowing that Ian is running the business and then walk out because of your age, that's kind of, I don't know, probably wearing a dinner or a jacket to dinner at the country club. Right. So yeah, it's, it's just that ego, man. Yeah. That guy can't, yeah. can't shake that ego. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, and then there was one of those ones that, you know, um, Ian, Ian's first job when, you know, in the golf industry working for TaylorMade, he was 19 years old when he was doing it. Um, Mikey's 27. Obviously, TXT or Club Champion Canada now, you know, is now about seven years old. So, and Mikey was at Modern before that. So, Mikey was 18, 19 when he first got into building and club fitting. And so, it's kind of funny how we've all been, you know, we're all sort of, starting at the same the same time and we're all sort of going through the same steps yeah you know when mikey was learning how to how to build and how to fit he was the same age as when ian was learning how to do it all and um now sort of you know i'm going through the same process now i'm 22 23 years old and three four years in the the side of the industry and it's sort of the same spot where mikey was so it's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool it's it's nice to have a company and to be with a company where everyone is so young and everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Right. There's no, you know, people still trying to fit by ear because they don't, they don't trust quad. They don't trust track, man. And, you know, yeah. no, no old school fitters. It's everyone's young, everyone's fresh and uh, everyone wants just, just wants to do well. So it's, well, it's good. It's fun. I was going to say back to everyone starting young. Like, I don't think there's a coincidence of, that you guys all starting that young and then the knowledge you have, like that's how you learn. Like that's over the years and years and years of doing it. You just gain that much more knowledge. Like I'm sure Mikey, when he's Ian's age, he'll have that much knowledge too. When you're Mikey's age in a few years here, you'll have that knowledge too. It's just when you start that young and learn that much, I mean, that's what makes you good at what you do. Right. So you're unbiased too, right? You don't have a, you don't have a bias from being a little bit older, maybe being around the game or something like that and hearing something yeah. over time, working in a shop or whatever it is, maybe not having like a firsthand, you know, opinion or thought working with a fitter or something like that. Like you might know a guy who knows a guy. And then, so you kind of came in young, you're fresh and you're literally learning from two of the best in the, in the business. Right. So it's, you can kind of take that in as a sponge and, and, you know, put your own little spin on it too. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Um, you know, it's, there's no, there's no textbook to club fitting. Um, you know, the only things we know are, are from being in the Bay and from sort of repping it out and, and seeing what works for certain players and what doesn't. And then when you see it a day later, or a week later, a month later, 
you know, going back to that. And it's just, you know, you, you still, even now I'm three years into it, there's, there's days where people come into the days and, you know, I'll look over to Dean, the other fitter, and, you know, sometimes he'll look over to me and it's just like, have you seen this before? What, you know, what kind of little tips and tricks can we do to, to help out? And, but all that stuff just comes with being in the Bay. And that's why it's, that's why it's so fun. Every day is a different, a different game and a different puzzle to try and piece together for every, every client that comes. Mac here for Manscaped. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below the waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave a mind can imagine. AI is cool, but I think this might be the best technology advancement the world has ever seen. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code OTSGOLF, high tech for low prices. Manscaped OTS Golf for 20% off plus free shipping. We'll see you in the Ultrasphere. I, um, I got a bit of a cliche question for you. So if you were to... We're talking about how you're 22 years old, three years ago, you got started up. If you were to kind of tell yourself, like give yourself a pointer back then, or if you're training somebody even, let's say you're training somebody who's coming in, they're 18, 19, and they want to get into fitting. Is there any like knowledge that you'd share with them? Any thoughts, like any information that you would give them that you wish that you had then? Um, that I wish I had? No, because I, I think I did have it all. Um, luckily there's you know the two of them Mike and Ian have been uh you know huge helps and um it would just be you know sit sit down and open your ears that's that's all it all it takes is you know soak up you know be that sponge soak up any sort of information you can find obviously now we have you know a YouTube channel that is uh that has gotten out there and it's it's pretty popular and there's no no terms that you know Ian or Mikey use on the YouTube channel that I don't say on a day to day basis in the Bay and um, you know I'd say they're the ones who uh, who get to go to like the media release days and and that sort of stuff so they learn all the information firsthand from the OEMs so there's no uh, just sitting down having conversations with them and you know hearing how they interact with customers or watching what they do when they're in the bays and when they are fitting. Um, and yeah, that's, that's honestly all I do. And all I still do now is, you know, obviously that everyone has these little university courses that you can take and track menu or, you know, true temper has their own little shaft thing, Acre has a shaft thing, VA has a shaft thing, but, you know, sitting down and watching a, a two minute video and then answering a, a 10 question survey at the end of it, right. Doesn't make you, you know, uh, a world-class club fitter the only thing it does is, is experience so mm-hmm. it's uh it's fun when and you know I'm, I'm lucky being able to work so close to two different fitters because they are they're completely different styles the way they fit and um it's good to kind of see you know both ends of it i don't uh i don't have a ton of experience with fitting um like now they're just Bryce. Like we're not like, obviously I don't think anybody listening to this podcast mm-hmm. right now, to be honest, does like you're in it every day. So when you see a client come in like Bryce or I, um, 
or just coming in or any other person coming in to just do their regular fitting. Do you have an idea like based on our swing, you know, you watch us for a couple of minutes, hit a couple of balls. Like, do you have an idea of where you want to take that? Like, do you, so you, you would build there, like you don't have a pre-built playbook for them. You're going to like, that's kind of what I'm asking is you'll have a look at the swing and then are you, are you taking things from there based on the data? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, right away, for example, say it was, you know, an iron fit. Right. Um, a big part of it is not only make the customer feel comfortable, but, you know, for us to understand what's going on in the fit as they're warming up little, you know, sort of breakdown questions of where do you play? You know, what kind of course is it? What conditions, you know, how do you normally play? What's the strengths? What's the weaknesses? Where's your messes? That sort of stuff. And it's, questions that the customer doesn't feel, you know, threatened to answer, right? You know, do you come up, do you come up short or do you miss it right? Do you miss it left? Little stuff like that. But for us, it's, it's a huge indicator in terms of, okay, if he misses it right, is his, you know, is his clubs too heavy? Can he not turn the face over? Is his lie angles messed up? Is his, you know, shaft too stiff? Like stuff like that, that we are already starting to think about. Um, and then we just, we just baseline off his current iron. So, Obviously, we fit off a six iron, watch him hit a couple of them and see from their swing dynamics, um, very basic stuff in terms of club head speed, um, you know, or path, club face, um, all that sort of stuff. And then you can kind of get into the nitty gritty of it, of dynamic loft and um, mm-hmm. everything he does sort of through the swing to to see why he maybe has a certain miss or why. Why, where they're successful at, at other parts and yeah and then, and then really the whole shaft wall and and heads kind of divide themselves up and really just narrows it down automatically do you guys have on your shaft wall do you have it in order from like do you have it in any sort of order like alphabetical or like company or maybe tips yeah, brands. brands okay brands, yeah I was thinking tip stiffness or, or handle stiffness or whatever would be kind of cool. Cause then if you're like, Oh, I need a stiffer handle, I'll go to this side of the wall. But I was just curious. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's the nice thing is like, you know, if we, if we start talking about driver shafts, for example, right. Every company kind of has now. Yeah. The, all the different range. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so when you put all like the Ventus is on the wall, I mean, we have, red blue red. black yeah yeah like we have we have three ventus reds three red trs three blues three blue trs three blacks and three black trs so you end up having 18 different shafts on the wall all with a ventus logo on them and but being able to break that down is you know it's a lot easier than it looks that's the first thing customers ask when we come in is like how do you even know where to start right and it's okay if we have 300 odd shafts on the wall for you to try and you swing it at 103 to 105 well then we've just lost 60 percent of the wall because anything mm-hmm. too light and too soft won't work and anything too heavy and too stiff won't work either so we can kind of narrow it down from there and then look at swim di- swing dynamics and then that you know that 30 percent of it or whatever gets cut down again to maybe only 20 percent or 15 percent of the wall so do you, um, it's, Patty, uh, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, no, all good. I was going to ask, um, this is something that's come up a few times. Do you see like any brand, we, we were talking with Mikey about this. Do you see any like brand loyalty type clients like that want to come in and they're like, okay, like, you know, I, I want to play, 
like in this case we were talking about like i think mac had just been on and yeah, so they were, yeah they were like okay max now with you know taylor made so i really want to mm-hmm. play like kind of what he's playing do you see any of that still or or has Tom. that ever been a thing yeah okay Tom. so yeah. how do you how do you deal um, with that like how do you deal with a client that you know kind of might be coming in dead set on like i really want to play TaylorMade, but like Srixons are their iron. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've all like, you know, a, a big part of it is the shaft is the most important part. I mean, it's the most probably cliche club fitter thing in the world, but I I always sort of explain it to customers is like if you were to walk into a Mercedes dealership, right, and you were to get a base model off of you know the lot or or just right off of the out of the showroom they all look amazing and you can say that you want, you know, the convertible, I'm not a car guy, but the convertible Mercedes versus the SUV, whatever that Taylor made versus ping. But if you really want the performance of the car, whether you get the convertible or you get, you know, the SUV the engine matters, you want it. Yeah. You want to put that AMG engine in it, right? That's what you yeah. want. You want the horsepower. Um, so that's how I explain shafts to people. And, you know, I'm like, you can be, brand specific to certain heads if you want but really where where it's going to matter is the shafts and when our boys start custom building them we can put you know any shaft in the world into whatever head you want to play from there i would still probably pull you know maybe not every head in the world but if they wanted say p790s i would pull t200s i would pull zx5 i'd pull them yeah, the apex yeah, and just just show them right like what is what is out there at the end of the day sometimes people gain 10 15 yards um by playing a different brand with the same shaft in it and and they go for it but i've had people you know fit them into you know, say a tailor driver for example and it's really fast off the face and it gets them extra distance but they've always played titleist because they like to look at the titleist i've had people you know leave 15 yards on the table because it's because they want to go to a certain branch. So, mm-hmm. but as long as, as long as you're in that right shaft and yeah, you know, accuracy dispersion, that sort of stuff is is there. Every player is different when they come in wanting certain needs. Some people come in and it's distance, 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 and they don't, you know, really care to have a a ten yard dispersion circle or a you know a fifteen yard dispersion circle. But if they can bomb it as far down there as they want, other people come in and they're like, you know, if you cap my driver at two fifty. I don't really care as long as, as long as I don't miss a fairway for the rest of my life. Mm. I'm, I'm happy. Um, so there's a bit of, you know, that's another thing you have to take into consideration too is, you know, what, what the players actually want out of it. Not everyone wants, you know, the Bryson, but also, you know, distance, distance is fun. Distance helps. So. And ultimately it's the players call no matter what. Right. I mean, I know yeah. I mean, yeah. if they're unhappy <laughs> then they're not going to pick it. Right. So. Yeah, that's it. It's uh still you know look feel sound like yeah all of those still come into play and you know even for myself i'd be you know hypocritical if i told you i didn't play irons and i didn't like the look of the feel and the sound of so yeah um yes they work for me and you know i'm glad they do but i i would always play an iron that i can like the look of and, and like the feel of and that's something that you know we always talk about is when you go through the fitting, if from the minute, you know, minute one, you hit an iron and you don't like the way it looks, you don't like the way it feels, let me know because there's 300 other iron heads in the world that we can 
we can make something work that, you know, you're going to enjoy playing because it's, it's a big expense and we want it to be in the bag for a long time and want you to enjoy playing it. Well, yeah, I guess too, like if you, there'd be a bit of, a bit of confidence involved in that too. Like if you didn't like the look of it, you might not feel as confident standing over it. Right. So mm-hmm. I, uh, like I know standing over some clubs and some blades that I have no business standing over this four iron, it, uh, it looks cool. So it gives me the confidence, like 60% of the time it's going to work every time. And hey, it, uh, one setting, one saying I've always loved is you can't be a professional if you don't look like one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, man. That's true. So that's, uh, that's what we have going for ourselves and that's what we have going for the podcast really. But, yeah. uh, we, uh, we're in conversation with Patty Burke, professional club fitter, club champion Canada. Correct. Club champion Canada. All right, that is like, it. like that. Um, so we we're talking about a little bit about distance. There, a lot about distance. I'm sure that you're talking about. So, um, club champion was the presenting sponsor. I think at the World Long Drive. Did you get involved in that? Did you check that out at all this weekend? Uh, not not down there. Unfortunately, didn't uh, didn't catch the the plane ticket to Atlanta. Didn't get the tap um, on the shoulder, right, from coach? No, no, no missed, <laughs> must have missed the memo. Um, but I did. Uh, I did tune in. Luckily, it was live streamed on YouTube, and um, I did tune in a bunch throughout the week and, and over the weekend. And I mean, what a what a cool thing! I love I love seeing it kind of get back to because you know. So past guest Monica Living one. I don't know if you saw that Bryce, but Monica Living one. Um, Monica was on the pod a few months back, so if you want to go back and check out the pod, do so. Um, really good episode. But um, man, it was cool. Like it seems like long drive is cool again like long drive is back i remember when i was a kid with like jason zuback how how just like infectious it was to like turn on the tv and watch it and it seems like it's kind of getting back to that point it's cool yeah i mean i don't know about you guys but for you know me growing up a hockey player who who liked golf happy gilmore has been my favorite movie of all yeah. time and it's uh it's real life happy gilmore stuff right it's yeah um i think i heard Ian saying one of the guys who uh, who played in it is a a real or who competed as a real estate agent, you know, by day, and then steps up there and he's you know top ten, top five in in the world in terms of driving distance. You know, it's guys that are you know they just have and that's such a talent to have the speed. And I mean, I joked with Mikey saying like, "Give me six months to train and I could top ten, right? But you're not the only uh, one that said that. No, we've heard well, that exactly. say. Yeah, we've heard that from Bryce as well. Right. Everyone, uh, everyone thinks they they could do it, but honestly, seeing seeing some of the balls they hit and um, the speed that they can move at is it's amazing. It's uh, it is it is a talent. It's just as talented as you know being able to go out shooting sixty three four days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to work probably just as hard at it. To, no to doubt, like no doubt, ball. they're putting in time. They're putting in a lot of effort. Like we've had Ryan Gregnell on a few times, so he's like the Canadian Long Drive champ. I think he's mm-hmm. the twenty twenty three Canadian Long Drive champ. I'm pretty sure again. Um, you know, and he's he was like the second or third guy to hit it two thirty plus. I think the second. Um, now everybody hits a two thirty plus, which is crazy. Yeah. Like it's insane, right? Yeah. Like it's. Yeah can't compete if you're not not yeah. up there yeah yeah and like even we've had uh andrew egner on who was the world amateur long drive champ and like he was kind of talking about trying to get to those numbers where those guys are and just the distance that's in between it's it's insane man and then seeing kyle berkshire hit a 500 and 
what do you hit a 570 yard drive or something like that the other day? Like, it's just insane, I mean, man. Like, yeah, he is that guy. is. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I love it. I, you know, anything sort of golf content that, that I can sort of soak up. I, I love. And, um, I think something like that is, is so fun to just to see, you know, a bunch of, giants just trying to yeah. trying to out ego each other and hit the ball as far as they can is uh sure. is cool it would have been cool to see it live but maybe maybe one day if i hint enough for uh for next year to mike and well, i'll get the invite it's like watching like wwe i haven't watched that since i was a kid but like kind of is like similar yeah. yeah it's got that same yeah. type of like infectious view right it, it, i was I can't remember where I was, but like WWE was on the TV and I just, I was locked in for like three or four minutes. And I thought to myself, like, what am I watching? I have no idea who any of these people are. I haven't like watched this in 20 something years. It's like Hulk Hogan and the undertaker and mankind. And these guys are out there, but man, like it's really cool to watch. So maybe that's uh, what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Like walkout music. They have that, right? And that's kind of what Bryson brought last year. Like, I do believe that he put a lot of eyes, a ton of eyes on World Long Drive last year, right before the Ryder Cup or right after the Ryder Mm -hmm. Cup. It was right after he, like, took the PJ straight to the World Long Drive in Mesquite, Texas. And, you know, we were talking with Ryan Gregnell right after that, and he just said it it was insane. Like, the boost that the sport got was wild. It was crazy. And then, you know, obviously he didn't compete this year. But you just saw like the production, even in a year, has grown so much, right? So I I did want to yeah, say, se- sure. I wanted to segue that, Patty. You think you guys will start looking into fitting long drivers anytime soon? Is that something that you've already talked about? Is that something that you have the capabilities to do? Is it something that is like a whole different type of knowledge? Knowledge, yeah. Um, it is because now what they're you know what they're starting to do with you know companies like acro or you know even going as far back to you know companies like crank who have been doing it for so long mm-hmm. but now you're starting to see companies you know like callaway who make that paradigm long drive head yeah. cobra have that long drive head um where it's you know all the stuff's really strong lofted and um you know and it has to be for those guys you know three and a half four degree driver heads that sort of stuff but in terms of, you know, an, a knowledge standpoint, now they're starting to use, you know, really lightweight, really, really, you know, soft, soft shafts. Like that video on the YouTube channel that the boys filmed, um, that Acro 140 video, right? The driver shafts are using are 48 inches. So you need to learn now, you know, how do guys swing it at, at 140 with their speeds, with how much pressure they're going to be loading onto those shafts. You know, how do we get it to time up? It's definitely something that's doable. Um, and I don't know if it'll be, you know, something that that club champion, you know, overall, every location will uh, will be able to, to do. And obviously it would be expensive to bring a whole long drive matrix into every store globally. But I do know from speaking to Ian since he's been back, you know, the last couple of times, it's something that it was a, a part of the sport of golf that he had never looked at before. Um, and being down there, I, I truly think it, you know, it, it definitely motivated him to be, there's, there's something, there's something there. There's something going to grow in this part of the game that um, no one has sort of 
truly clicked into yet in terms of the level that we can fit at now for regular golfers. And I mean, if you can fit, you know, guys like Rory or Tiger or even Bryson into his driver shaft um, that he plays at, at 45 or 45 and a half, you know, why not? How, like how much more of an extreme do you have to go to get to where these guys are at? Um, it's definitely, it's definitely more intense, but it's, it's not out of reach. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I think it'd be really cool to even like have a, just have an option, right? Like even if it, I think you'll have to have a small option at some point. Like I think, um, eventually or pretty soon you'd be crazy not to the way that TXG has grown. And now is club champion Canada is just kind of the way that long drive seems to have grown in the last couple of years. Right. So our first conversation with Ryan Gregnell a couple of years ago, um, you know, there's a handful of guys that he's competing against and now they're like doing the top 64 players in the, in the world that are all there. And like the guys who are 64th in the world are still hitting at 450. It's like, I think, I think the, I think there's just a lot of long drivers in the world. I think that there's going to, it's, it's going to catch on a little bit. I think that there's going to be need to, we're going to need to make space for them, I guess. Right. In the sport. And they're going to need knowledge yeah. such as people like yourself. That'll be able to kind of help them with things like launch angles and stuff like that. Cause it is so important to them. Right. But before we move on, sure. uh, Patty from club fitting, I wanted to ask you why. So we're doing an iron fitting. Why six iron? Why are you, uh, why you settle on six iron? Six iron is that perfect bridge in terms of now what, you know, is sort of a modern day normal set of being a combo set. You know, you're starting to see, I would say probably honestly, 40% of people get into combo sets. Um, every, every company across the industry make enough irons nowadays that you can blend them nice from either having, you know, a game improvement iron into say, a player's iron or a player's iron into a blade, depending on the handicap range and the skill level range. Um, so that six iron is that perfect sweet spot, right? We can kind of see, let's just say TaylorMade, for example, if we start with that six iron and, you know, the P770, you're hitting six out of the 10 of them really good in a nice, small, tight dispersion circle. But I give you that P790 and it does it automatically, right? It's, it's easier to kind of see, okay, that is your success rate with it versus, you know, if we fit off of a seven iron or an eight iron, your ability to hit those irons easier gets, yeah, it gets a lot easier, right? So there's, there's sort of little tendencies in, in people's games that can kind of hide once they start to play smaller irons or shorter shafts and the clubs can become, you know, I guess a little bit, less forgiving, but your tendencies in terms of ball strike and consistency and that sort of stuff, usually not for everybody, but usually increase. So um, the six iron is really that spot. I mean, if I gave you, you know, a five iron, there's probably only a handful of irons in the drawer that people would, you know, get into every time. And again, if we did, if we did seven irons, probably no one would play P790 or no one would get into, you know, those even on like say T350s of the world because most people can hit a T207 iron, but it's, you know, there's still that ability and there's still that sort of um, need for those players to play slightly bigger irons or, or whatever. So that six iron is that really good bridger that we've found to see if we need to kind of blend a set or which way we need to go. Um, and it really, you can't hide anything with a six iron. 
because mm-hmm. it's not too hard to hit well, like a five and a four and some people don't even play them anymore and, right. but it doesn't get too easy in terms of you know players being able to you know walk out with irons that if we fit them into the seven iron by the time they get a four iron in their hand it's, it's a completely different ball game so that six irons bit of both man the way i've been playing lately i might have i might take my five and four iron out and put hybrids in i i don't have a four iron anymore so hybrid I don't think yeah. uh, I don't think cousin clubs will go for that. Our friend cousin clubs is uh, yeah, he hates not, hybrid. Yeah, he but just when when there's multiple on, floating around in that. Sorry, bag, Chris, yeah. just meet me on the course. I'll show you how to hit hybrid. <laughs> but uh, that's a good segue. Um, with you having access to pretty much every club in the world, essentially, um, you want to go through your bag? Are you a big tinker slash new clubs new every year, or are you kind of maybe you want to take us through your bag currently? Currently, there's there's a lot of Callaway currently, um, and there has been for probably probably two. I've played the same iron set for the last two years. Um, I'd say over over ten years, over eh, seven eight years, I've tinkered a lot. Um, I've played G four. I played Titleist nine fifteen, and then I played G four hundred TaylorMade Sim. And then I played the Rogue Driver when it came out, and then I have the Paradigm Driver just now. Um, I play, yeah, so I have the Paradigm Driver and Three Wood. Um, I played the Apex TCB irons for this will be my third year going into them now. Um, wedges, I've kind of always messed around between Cleveland and Callaway. Never really been a big fan of Okies for whatever reason. Um, just I've really got them in the bag. And then putter, I'm one of those guys who has unlimited amounts of, of putters and I try and buy a putting stroke and um, try and try and see if there's a way that I can, you know, not three putt, but I think I just need to practice a bit more. So putter flips between, I have a spider, I have a, a Scotty, my multiple Scotties, multiple spiders, multiple odysseys. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of flips back and forth. I've definitely tinkered over the years, but I'd say, yeah, now it's a little bit more predominantly Callaway. Do you, uh, you like the full face? Is that why you play? So if we're looking at like Cleveland, are you, are you playing the full face? Uh, obviously that was like a Callaway thing with, with Phil when kind of Phil made that mm-hmm. popular. Is that kind of what made you, uh, do you lean towards those for the full face more, maybe more? I've, I've played it in a lob wedge for sure. Yeah. I didn't this year. Um, but I've, I've played, uh, the jaws wedge was it last year or two years ago. Um, and in the, in the fifth, cause I play a 54 degree instead of a 56. So in the 54, I found it a little strange to look down. It was the first time I've, I've used it in a 54. Right. Um, I would, I would play in a law wedge for sure. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's a great out are great help getting out of out of bunkers or when you do have to add that extra little bit of loft and sort of trim it down and that sort of stuff but yeah i would say a full face i definitely think there's, there's the benefits to it me personally i i don't think i can get over the look of it in, in a sandwich but yeah the same same thought like when i mm-hmm. i my current model right now is 52 56 50 or 60 but i was playing the 50 54 58 split and 
Same thing. I was never interested in a full face with the. Just the I don't know if you've degree. got any sneak peeks of, of anything coming up here, or or any, or if you've seen anything, but uh, anything you're excited for and uh, brand specific, or uh, maybe maybe some other golf items that you've heard about. Um, you know, nothing, nothing really. I still think it's a little, it's a little early for it. Mm. Um, I know the boys have some trips coming up. Obviously, you know, Vokey are going to be releasing an SM10 like they do um, every other year anyway. So that'll be coming. Um, Taylor and Calgary have new drivers, which sound sound good. Um, I haven't seen any pictures or anything like that, but I do know there's, there's been some testing going on, which is is good. I know uh, a friend of the channel, Johnny Wonders, had it and seen it and, and – uh, Again, has some has some pretty positives to it. The new the new Odyssey putters look cool. The new face uh, inserts on those guys look uh, look interesting, which is is cool. Um, anything else golf related? No, that's that's about it. Obviously, excited to see what Taylor may do. Um, I actually joked at the end that today was you know, is it stealth free? Is it uh, is it something different? What's it you know what's it going to be called? Um, yeah, so I know they, they they go down. I want to say probably in the next two three weeks, um, there'll be probably some more stuff getting getting leaked. And you know those golf accounts on Instagram will have some yeah. black and white photos for people to see and some names getting leaked and stuff like that. But yeah, it's usually yeah. early November, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, what's came out so far? Those those Odyssey putters is gonna is probably been the biggest. That's one. really it, and then just the ping irons that um, Hoblin started using. That's really it, though. Yeah, yeah, um, and the so good yeah. good Odyssey putters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things uh, look nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think the you know, I think that's just the coolest thing in the world. Just you know, five is it five? Is it five of them? Yeah, I think it was six, but uh, I think there's six of them still. Them still. They signed um, a couple guys, but yeah, just you know, a bunch of buddies and going out playing on a golf course and started filming themselves one day, and you know now they've all got certain brand deals. I know a couple of them have left, but um, yeah, the experience I, I is like that. That's pretty wild, though. Like that's. That's pretty cool, man, for what they've been able to do, all of them. And, you know, oh, that, was, yeah. that was one of the things that we talked about, how, like, this influence of social media. And I think to get to the point where you have a brand deal with, like, Callaway, and it's not just, like, a brand deal, but you're actually they're, – they're building a line, like, a good, good line. Mm -hmm. They know that that line is going to sell sell yeah. out, man. Like, it's just, like, it's young, young players are going to want to play those clubs, right? But – um patty before we let you go can we uh can you kind of take us through if you don't mind like what's your day look like like when you walk into the into the studio yeah what what how do you kind of start things up for the day um getting prepped for your first client and then maybe kind of like walk us through like what your what your day would look like a little bit yeah honestly uh day day to day is a little a little different depending on who's coming in and sort of what the scenario is. Um, I'd say a regular day. I, I usually tend to work eight to five now. Um, usual business hours used to be 10 to six. I come in a little bit earlier now and um, 
traffic wise, whatever. But um, yeah, it just you know get get the base all all set up, ready to go. Um, create players, you know, foresight accounts. Um, make sure everything sort of you know, looks looks presentable in terms of like a, a back end or a front of house sort of stuff before people start showing up. Um, and then from there, you just kind of kind of roll with it. Some some days you get you know an iron fit first thing in the morning and it lasts an hour and then you, you know, have a little break until, you know, midday, early afternoon before you have another one. Um, and other days you come in and you've got six fits back to back from, from eight until five. And, you know, you don't even have a second to, to breathe. So really, uh, I think that's, that's the cool part about it is there's no, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a nine to five desk job where you come in and you know right. you sit down and answer your emails for the first twenty minutes and then you go and get coffee and then you come back and you know you you do your your filing for another hour and then go and have you know go and have lunch or something like that. It's every every day is so different in terms of yeah I could come in I could do four putter fits right right off the bat or you know I could just hop into a full bag and and be there for four hours with with the one client. Um, and, and even sometimes, you know, you're, you're spending time in the back and you're you know, not necessarily building. I'd probably either glue my fingers together or, or lose a limb, you know, using something. But, um, you know, it's, it's just helping out with, can you, can I help out in any way shipping, receiving, or, you know, boxing clubs up? Can I do some loft and lies so, so the builders can, you know, keep pumping stuff out? How many, how many clubs can I grip in the next, you know, hour before my fit shows up? Just stuff like that to uh to really make sure it's a it's a well-oiled machine and you know everyone kind of helps each other out so it's it's fun sounds like a pretty good team man if uh holiday season's coming up if you got uh you guys did like a little secret santa around the office who would you want to get around the shops who would i want to get um probably the easiest to, to buy for would be uh one of our builders, Tony, he's, uh, he's a, he's a funny guy. And, um, what are we getting Tony? You know, Tony, you could get him, you could get him anything, anything as basic as, uh, something to do with something to do with music, something to do. I know he just bought tickets to go see Liam Gallagher and, uh, and man, I think it's Liam Gallagher in Manchester. Um, he just bought tickets to go see blink 182. I mean, the guy's been to probably three, four hundred concerts in his life, so um, that might be an under. That might be uh, might be doing him dirty. There it might be more, um, or as easy as you know something to do with the Leafs, something like that. So Taylor Swift tickets coming up for Tony. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tony can get a get a set of set of Taylor Swift tickets. Love Only it, be man. buying some some Morgan Wallen ones on the next time. Next Love time it, Love it, man. Patty, this was great. Really appreciate your time. Hopefully, we didn't. I looked up; it's near on an hour. Hopefully, man, we didn't keep you too long. I, I hope you're okay all, with that. So, all, all good, guys. It was it was fun. I know you got an early yeah. start. We'd uh, we'd love to have you back, though, man. It's uh, I think we found our new guy. Eh? Forget Mikey. Yeah, screw <laughs> Mikey. Yeah, I've had enough <laughs> of that. So, no, I but still need to get fit too. So we'll see. Yeah, Bryce yeah, still no, Bryce no. still got to get in there for a fit one day. Never been fit, so. Come on, we gotta we gotta change that. You guys gotta get in, and um, no time better than now. That's for sure. 
We got some uh, we got some stuff coming up, Bryce and I. So maybe a live fit is uh, is in the works one day, or not a live fit, but maybe uh, maybe we'll do a little content piece or something for that, Bryce. You yeah, can, uh, we'd Here's like something. that for sure. All right, Patty, this was great, man. Let's uh, let's do it again sometime. Thanks, pal. For sure. No worries, guys. He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up uh, I lose a ball and I re-up yeah. I miss a fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it, reach it. Second was blind, I see it yeah. Feel like it might be an albatross Worst case scenario, birdie